Hello everyone. We apologise for missing so many weeks. With the pandemic progressing towards lockdown lifting, we sort of took a back seat on this and started doing things that we couldn't normally do before. We're finally returning with the episode to cover up the rest of the Loki series, which we had started. With us coming back, things aren't going to be quite the same as they were before. This week's episode and next week's episodes are already recorded and done, and they are like our previous episodes. But going forward from there, we're going to try a new different format, looking at either long-form discussions of films that people should already have seen, that have been out for months, if not years, and shorter reviews of new films, which will be spoiler-free. We're also thinking about moving it to once every two weeks we'll release, to give us a bit more time to edit and polish them up. Thank you so much for your patience, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to the Sasquatch and Turnip Reviews. I am Sasquatch. And I am Turnip. And today we are going to review the last four episodes of the Loki series on Disney+. Plus. So what did you think of it? Are we going straight into overall? Overall, what do you think? Without giving anything away, I thought some bits were really good. I think it doesn't quite do the character justice, but I like what it means for the rest of the MCU going forward. However, it's possibly not as good as the last two MCU shows. Definitely not better than WandaVision for me. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is I, Loki's my favourite, and I felt let down by it. It was an alright show, but it's, it's just it wasn't Loki enough in the Loki series. It wasn't what I was expecting, and I loved WandaVision, so WandaVision is staying my favourite. I guess we should quickly fire through the first the middle episodes that we missed off. So the third episode called Lamentis is following Loki meeting Sylvie, who is a female variant Loki, as they're travelling across this planet that's about to be destroyed, with the idea that they'll get some spaceship out of there. I was wondering if the episode and the planet are called Lamentis, because you're meant to lament. I wondered at the time if that was like a subtle hint at something. I don't know. They did kind of lament a few things in their past lives, so I'm wondering if that's just quite squarely on the nose of that probably it was quite a filler episode though however we did see loki smash a glass i think that was one of the best bits just another which makes me think is that standard on asgard or is that just to show that him and thor are both petulant children who just like smashed their glasses on the floor expecting another to be brought to them oh i always took that as a that was a warrior thing in asgard if you've been to the battlefield you go back to the pub afterwards and that's what you do another right i never took that as like just a spoiled thing well it might be it may be but i always took it as like an asgard thing yeah i guess the only other thing we see in this episode is that sylvie has the power to enchant people where she doesn't seem to be able to conjure images or things in reality to fool people like our normal loki can i did like the palm fireworks they were quite cool they were quite cool but yeah quite a nothing episode and then episode four comes along with the brief story that at the end of episode three they made it to the ship but the ship got broken in half by a meteor before they could get on it and so the beginning of the fourth episode is just them like walking away talking with each other and through the whole of the third episode there was this rising tension between the two of like, are, is this like a romantic interest or are they really good friends right now or what's happening with them? And we weren't sure. 
we got quite confused how that would work. If they're both Lokis, then is that okay? Is it okay to love yourself? Yeah. You said it was like a Loki narcissistic sort of thing, is it? Yeah, it's how best describe it. It's like the best way narcissism can be described is like to love yourself, even if it's a variant of yourself. But that begins to cause a nexus event, which isn't really explainable until the very end, I don't think. Is it not? Well, the nexus events are things that are going to diverge the timeline. And at the time they were like, this is such a big nexus event. Why is this happening? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Next event was occurring though, so they could get pulled out of there by the TVA. And this is where they're both interviewed on their own. Our Loki got interviewed by Mobius. The other Loki, Sylvie, she got interviewed by Regano? Is that her name? The female judge of the TVA. Yeah, director or woman. This did bring up a really good bit, which was Mobius when he was not getting what he thought he wanted out of Loki, even though Loki, I think I remember, was telling entirely the truth. Yeah, he was. Mm -hmm. And this is that they're all variants. The TVA is entirely made of variants. People that have been pulled out of their own existence and timeline to serve for the TVA. But as you do, you don't believe Loki. No, even though he's like genuinely been like, no, honest, scout's honor. But yeah, they put him in like a cooling off tank, which, you know, a normal prison would be you just get thrown in like a cell just on your own just to think. But no, he's put into a memory where he gets kicked in the nuts over and over and over and over again. Yeah, time loop. Which I think, to be fair, they did just the right amount of times because, you know, sometimes they overdo the time loop and you get bored with what you're watching. Yeah. They both break out, though, or get away from each other's interrogator and go to find the timekeepers. And I'm pretty sure I remember I called it. I was like, in the week before, I was like, they're not real. They're not real. They're robots or they're they're figments or they're just statues or they're sorcery. There's something not right about these guys. Yeah, you called it. But they go down there and it's like the room's all smoky. Well, you missed a bit of Mobius first. He got pruned. Oh, Before yeah. they take him down. Oh yeah, I remember because I was screaming because he like he he at this point was like um at this point he had like started to be he started to question things in his side and Loki. Yeah. So they got rid of him, and then we immediately thought like he can't be gone. He can't be. No, but I kept going. No, no, no. Surely not. No. Turns out he's not. Spoiler for episode five. But he's not. But they get led to the timekeepers and. Sylvie and Loki manage to sort of fight their way off and start fighting their way through the TVA leaders there. It was like a more ominous Bill and Ted, you know, like when they go to the future to see the three future guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like sitting, going, party on, dude. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. However, at some point during the fight, or just before they start fighting, I think Sylvie throws something and knocks one of the heads off, and it falls to the floor, and you can clearly see it's a robot. So yeah, they're fake. At which point you were screaming, I knew it! <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> the one thing I'll say about that is that I thought the, the audio quality was terrible on them because could you understand what they were saying? No, I didn't have a clue. What they were it was like... <laughs> but that was only one of them. The other two were like... <laughs> Maybe that's the thing. No one actually understood them. Well, I'm thinking we need to go back and put subtitles on because <laughs> it will tell you what they're saying. Unless it just goes... Mumbles. <laughs> Mumbles. <laughs> yeah. The episode ends with Loki getting pruned. And at this point, I was like, okay, sure. Well, he's not going to be dead in episode four of his own series. But still, I was like, uh? 
are we going to be following Sylvie now until she works out and then brings him back? I think at one point we did kind of doubt if they were going to change Loki to Sylvie Loki. Just for a brief moment, but then we're like, no, it has to be Loki Loki. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be... They wouldn't just suddenly halfway through the hit the show just kill him off forever. I don't know. They've killed him off a fair few times now. End credit scene of this episode, though, might be might be one of the coolest end credit scenes that we've seen ever in anything. I can't remember it. It's where he wakes up. Oh in, yeah, yeah. He, after being pruned, he wakes up in the at the void. I think it's called in episode five. But you see the five, four, four beings in front of him. And they're all different Lokis. So you've got Kid King Loki. Yep. Black wielding Thor's hammer Loki. Yep. Richard E. Grant classic Loki. Which was amazing to see him in the role. I love Richard E. Grant. Yeah, that he was really good in that. It's a shame that, you know, what happens to him happens. Because I, I would have loved to have him just keep going. Especially in that costume. And then the fourth one, which really is the star of the piece, Alligator Loki. Loki Gator. Loki Gator. With the tiny little horns. And I think that was the episode where I think some people had been watching the show and thinking, like, some of them were, like, still, like, really into it, but others were, like, uh, it's kind of meandering along. And then in the fourth episode where Mobius and Loki get pruned, as far as you're aware, that's death, thrown somewhere. And then Loki wakes up and you see the other four. I think that's where people were suddenly go, oh, my God, what's happening? I mean, it was good, but I still wasn't invested in it. No, and I don't think you've been... I don't think... I was invested in a, a few moments and most episodes. I think I still had some investment in. But I did realise that it, a lot of it is exposition. A lot of it is just being thrown info and being told, you know, you need to learn this, basically. And, you know, exposition's fine. It's required in a lot of films and stuff, but it's it's how you get across the exposition to the people watching in an entertaining way. Well, I think they did do the series fine. I mean, they did say it was going to be like a mystery, and it was like a mystery film. It's just, I don't like that sort of style. Yeah. We'll talk about more about that towards the end. Episode 5 is essentially all in the void. Sylvie, right at the beginning of the episode, managed to get gets her hand on one of those 10-pad, like, travel-through time uh, devices, and she prunes herself with it on her, and she ends up with in the same place that Loki's in. Well, first, Morbius rescues her in a little pizza car. Yeah, which is good. But it does come after she prunes herself. That's what I said. You said, but first. Before you go on to what she does. I wasn't going to go on to what she does. I was going to go catch up what Loki's been doing here. What has Loki been doing here? Which one? Our Loki. Loki Loki. Loki Loki's been, been a bit confused and he wants to find Sylvie Loki. But all the other Loki Lokis, Lokis are, <laughs> are laughing at his plan to get back. Because they don't believe any Loki isn't wanting like to survive himself and get power and whatnot. Every Loki has an agenda, and every Loki wanted to either be a leader of the TVA or wants to have power of some kind in some sort. Um, Richard E. Grant, though, his classic Loki, he has a really good line. I seem to remember it something along the lines of, "Like, it was in a question of like, why are there, why are we all Lokis? Why is it just Lokis here? And it's because like Lokis survive. We're survivors." Which is funny how many times Loki's actually died. Yeah. But I mean, in all of these variations where multiple Lokis have been killed by the TVA and sent to this area, there's at least five. Because the Loki we saw in the trailers appears. Which was like a Loki if Loki was still with his horn helmet thing. His tiara. That was like gangster Yoki. <laughs> yeah, gangster Yoki. It was, it was almost like he was a president though in some way. Because like... Or, well, I guess a leader, a gangster, as you say, but 
He's got all his goons there. But they're just more Lokis. No, I don't think they are Lokis. I think they're just normal people that had been pruned that he has, like, got to them. And they might be Lokis. I thought they were all Lokis because they had the handlebar Loki. Handlebar Loki? Yeah, he had bicycle handlebars as his horns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then... well, the only thing is I don't remember seeing them use powers. Oh, but none of them wanted him to be the leader when they all decided that they were going to fight. So they all had a very Loki attitude. I took them all as being Loki. Yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. It's just they never get presented as Loki, I don't think. Unless in the credits, like, Loki, camouflage, Loki, bike helmet, like, Loki, yada, yada, yada. I need to look this up because I thought they were all Lokis. Anyway, alligator, yo, I'm doing what you're doing, Yoki now. Alligator Loki comes through, though, and bites the hand off of this Loki. Like a Captain Hook moment. Yeah, and big fight ensues. Turns out the Loki that was holding Thor's hammer was to blame for them finding their like hideaway area. So it's King Kid Loki, classic Loki, and our Loki leaving the bunker. Happens to be found by Sylvie as they're heading towards... Don't forget Loki Gator. Oh, sorry, Loki Gator was with him. Yes. I love how Richard E. Grant's Loki is the only one that understands him. Does the kid not understand him as well? Maybe, but... Grant does do a lot more of the translations. Which bears the question, why do they understand it? Is it because they've been there so long? Probably. Do they speak Gator? Or maybe Gator has learned Loki. Anyway, the Void is like... How best describe the Void? It's a point at the end of time where it seems like anything that gets pruned gets dropped here. And here there is a creature which is like a giant dog made of wispy cloud that feeds on time and space and matter. Yeah, so whatever causes the biggest stir at this point, the big dog comes a-running to eat it. Yeah. It kind of dissolves it. And Sylvie believes she can enchant it to basically stop it. They all meet together. Loki and Sylvie go on ahead, and the other three say, well, we're not doing it and leave at first. And they're in a fight with it. Uh, Our Loki's, like, trying to run around, make himself big, make uh, Sylvie get a chance so that she can, like, grab hold of him and enchant him. And then the classic Loki, Richard E. Grant, appears. And he does something really, really cool. He starts conjuring Asgard, the image of Asgard, out of nowhere. As this tiny man, like, enchanting an entire city in front of him. And he did explain that his variation, the reason why he was chased, was because he did a... He produced an image so powerful that he fooled Thanos into thinking he killed him. And then snuck away and ran. And that's when TVA caught up to him and he's got been pruned and sent here. So he's like the ultimate end of that line of magic. That wasn't why he got caught. Well, no, but that's why he was a variant. He didn't get caught because he got caught because he was going after... Uh, he wanted to see Thor, didn't he? He went to a planet and decided to isolate away from everybody. Mm-hmm. But then he got lonely. So yeah, when he, went... he stepped off the planet, that is when he was variant in the timeline. So that's when they came and got him. Because he was going to go back to Thor. I thought he had to be a variant as soon as he survived dying to Thanos, because the golden timeline is Loki dies to Thanos. But surely, even if you are, like, going away isolating somewhere, you're still affecting the timeline. You know, like, butterfly effect and all that. No, but if you're on a... If, if he's on a desolate world, which is what he... I think he says he is, if you're not having an effect on any other being that's inconsequential to the rest of the timeline, surely you can hide. The plot of the rest was the only place that you could not affect the timeline was at the end of the world events. So that wasn't an end-of-the-world event, so he would still in some way affect the timeline. Well, if that was a golden timeline, then our Loki shouldn't have been killed by Thanos. I don't know, but the way they explained it was that you could only not cause events if you're at the end-of-the-world places. 
The only other thing is maybe he was conjuring things to hide himself. Because if they were that good that they could fool Thanos, they'd fool the TVA. Uh, maybe. So maybe they were hunting him down all along then. Yeah, and it's only when he stepped off world that it becomes apparent what's happening. But anyway, he's doing this massive Asgard and the dog's like trying to bite like the towers off of the Asgard image. That allows him to get hold of him, but uh, the dog unfortunately kills classic Thor. Sylvie and Loki are really impressed by what he can do. And like, how, like, how can he do this? And that's what Loki says, maybe we're more powerful than we think. Which I was thinking, like, he spent so long and is a variant that's managed to master this magic that perhaps these two, if, the, if they carry on in the MCU, would be that powerful. I took that two ways. Either they can build up to being so powerful... Or they meant that so they can enchant the dog. Yeah, I kind of hope it's the first, the first one that they so, might get that so strong. So that ah, I want them to be really strong because that's what I thought was a bit of a letdown in this. He wasn't doing Loki magic apart from like the odd wee parlor trick sort of thing. To be fair, I think that's what his his magic is described as in like the Avengers film. I think he's described as parlor tricks because it is like just mist. It's like deception and misdirection. You're not meant to be able to conjure full cities, but obviously it seems like he can now but anyway the person that's through the cloud in this castle that's now being seen through the void where mystical dog was it's in there and i paused the sixth episode before we started it and said what's through there and i gave you options like is it the next big bad guy is it i was gonna say is it the clock but i can't remember her name it's mrs miss minutes miss minutes and then I think I give you the option. Is it a Loki? Because he just. Well, you took some of the options from what I'd already said. Because I said, "Is it a big bad or is it a Loki?" And then you put them in your choices for me. So I'd already said those guys. But then you thought of Miss Minutes, Sylvie as well. I think uh, Sylvie was a possibility because Loki's are deceptive. Maybe she's been lying to him this entire time. I would have been too sad if that was true. But I didn't expect the answer. It was. And who was it? It was Mister Onion. Mister Onion. He's called that because he's at one point eating an apple and I thought he was eating an onion. And I was like, look at this Shrek guy. But yeah, I knew from watching previous things that a guy called Jonathan Majors was going to be playing the next big bad guy. And that's who shows up, opens the door and he's right there. And I start going, they're doing it! They're doing it! And you're like, what? What are they doing? What are they doing? I thought the thing was with the series is that you don't have to watch them to watch the film. Well, that's what I thought. And that's why I was like, sure, they weren't going to bring him up here because that's too big. Surely that's too big a character step. And not only that, the actual end result of this whole show is such a cataclysmic event. Unless what they're doing is that you will still understand the films, like without watching the shows, but... You'll, you'll kind of miss bits of the plot. You'll still understand it. It'll still flow, but... I think I think it probably will. It's, it was reported today, or yesterday, it was reported recently in Hollywood Reporter that um, Loki will appear in the Doctor Strange film. Ooh, I was hoping he would come back. So if that's the case, then, you know, we don't know if it's even going to be the normal Loki. I, I mean, at this point, I guess it has to be, just because it needs to explain the story, but... Imagine if it's just Loki here. With no summary of why. Because you don't need yeah. to watch the series to know the film. <laughs> the guy who Jonathan Majors is playing, he doesn't actually give a name. He's like, I was a scientist in the 31st century and I invented time. Travel. 
<laughs> he invented time. I invented time. <laughs> I invented time travel. And he basically said that he then would travel around and actually realize that there's like in the multiverse that was there, there were other versions of him that also created time travel that they could meet. However, they then got in, they sort of got into each other's heads of like, well, I could control all of the time. And so that's what the multiversal war was mentioned in the very first episode. So this guy, at the very least from his point of view, he managed to set up the TVA and the TVA were a construction which basically would rip, like prune the timeline whenever it's starting to dissect and jump off into a different path because he doesn't want more of him to appear. Yeah. And he does seem a bit off the wall and I guess the idea of that is that he's created his own time loop and I don't know if you saw but the castle's surrounded by like a circular ring, like a halo. Yeah, as if to say like time is circular like time is circular so like there's nothing that branches off this but yeah he says like i go by many names and like he said conqueror which is the big hint because if you know who he's meant to be he's meant to be a guy called kang the conqueror but at least from this guy it, it seems like either he either he wasn't a conqueror or he spent so long alive that he's now went mad through like essentially loneliness what did miss minutes call him again the one who's always, or something like that, or the one who's always there? The one who remains. The one who remains, that's it. Because I thought it sounded a bit like, you know, the Voldemort thing, Harry Potter, like, he, not, he who must not be named, and he's the he one who that remains. remains. Yeah. So I believe the idea is that he's actually meant to be related to someone in the Marvel comics. So in the 31st century, he's meant to be like a uh, the great, 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 so on, ch- grandchild of someone who was alive essentially now in the mcu uh-huh i saw this so that ties into like some other film that might come out eventually again but essentially what's put forward from him is he's essentially defenseless at first he knows he's, he states that he knows the timeline up to a certain point and like when sylvie's attacking him or trying to kill him on loki as well at the very beginning he's like blinking in and out of existence in front of him and he basically explains up to a certain point where like everything's typed out he's got the notes of exactly what's going to happen because he's played this out according to him essentially an infinite amount of times and then he basically says here's your choice you guys take over and i have a break you keep the tva you keep everything intact as i've had it and i get to go and enjoy myself in my old age or you kill me and you're not just going to be dealing with me but all the branching timelines that i've stopped from happening and all the different versions of me. Yeah. And the Nexus event, which happened in the beginning of episode four, is that these two falling in love is what's going to cause the break of the timeline by them killing him. Yeah. Sylvie and Loki fight because Loki doesn't believe... Well, sorry. Well, he wants a moment to think about it, which I think's fair. I thought it was fair. I thought Sylvie was a bit more rash in her decision-making. But I guess she's not had the same life as Loki. Loki's lived a more privileged life in general. Yeah. She the fight was scene was quite good. I quite like that. It was. I guess one problem with this scene, I, I really liked it all. I was sitting there captivated. I was like, what's going to happen? What's happening? I'm like really enjoying it. But it is just this guy explaining everything. Like he's like, do you remember Do you remember the in The Matrix? How in the second... Did you ever watch the second film of The Matrix? Mm-hmm. But do you remember The Architect? This old man that appears at the end of the film in like a, a room with like hundreds of screens saying, I've seen this all the time. I've seen every variation of how this plays out. Yeah, I think I do. 
Yeah. Well, it was like that. It was like exposition dump. Now, I think this was done better than the Matrix film because that film wasn't great anyway. But yeah, it it's a lot of like nothing's really happening if you're not into it. And I think that was another thing that you were getting on it. Like Loki's not being Loki. There's not really that much going on in the series. There's no like there's not a lot of action in it. Well, even Loki, like I get Loki's character was developing, and I like that. But they didn't really keep much of any of his character from before. This is a bit of a problem, right? Because see. The Loki that died to Thanos had went through the arc of the killing his mum, healing through that, essentially trapping his dad on Earth. Yeah, for this, this Loki didn't go through that because this Loki was stopped before he went to prison. Yeah, he saw it. He saw it in his like in the first episode. He goes through his like how his life should end up and how he dies to Thanos. So he does at least get to see that. But the show is what a week long. Something like that. Yeah. Now, if you go by the timeline of this Loki's life, he's been in the Avengers film where literally he's screaming at Black Widow through a glass cage, describing her as a mewling quim, gets defeated later that day, grabs the time stone, not the, the Tesseract, disappears to the desert, TVA find him, and then say a week later, he he's like he's the character that he was in at the end of Endgame, well not the end of Endgame, at the in Infinity War, where he dies. Yeah. And I get that it would be maybe hard to backtrack his character, but the the Loki we would have known would be more like the Loki that appears with the gang of other people wanting to take over the whole of the Void. Well, I thought maybe it's like it would develop in some way, but towards certain people, and then still be like Loki that we know to the other people. But he just was all that Loki. I don't know. I just, his character was a bit off. Still love him. But his character was a bit off. I think the the issue they have, right, is he's one of the best bad guys they've ever had. But it's hard to keep him as just a bad guy if you want him around. So I guess they're actually just going to make him, like, essentially a good guy. Like, we thought before the events of the sixth episode that maybe him and Sylvie would run off together and they'd be, like, a couple. And they would only appear every now and then in this whole plot. Yeah. But anyway, in the, in, in the whole fight, Loki loses essentially the argument because they have a they share a kiss which i've heard some people say they think was awkward but i thought it was fine i thought it was fine but yeah they she basically kicks him through the 10 pad door yeah and sends him back to the tva she then turns around and stabs kang and as he's like dying he's just saying something like it's something like what have you done i can't quite remember it was something quite um what have you done it's not quite what have you done Oh, oh, I'm coming. Something like that. It's something very ominous. Then he passes, and you see the branching timeline in the background as it starts like growing out like a tree. Well, he saw. Th- he said that before, didn't he? It's like even if you kill me, this will still happen, and I'll be back. Yeah, which we know isn't actually going to happen because the MCU isn't going to be trapped in a loop like this. But yeah, so at first you're like, well, okay, something you know, this big cataclysmic thing has happened, and that scene ends, and you don't see Sylvie for the rest of the show. Goes to Loki who's crying in the TVA. And I think he realizes something, like he knows where he is and he thinks like, oh, I'll go tell Mobius what's happened. So he gets up and he runs. He's running through all like different scenes and different areas that we've seen in the TVA, finds Mobius, goes up to him and says, Mobius, I need to tell you what's happened. We found him. We found the man at the end of the void. But we killed him. But he said something was going to happen. And Mobius turns around and just goes, who are you? 
Which kind of means that he's going to have to do the whole thing with Mobius again. So in this time, instead of explaining that they're all variants, this time he's going to have to explain that he already knows them. Well, there's a couple of things that's different here. First of all, the big thing that's the big the big clue is that in one corner near a wall, there's a huge statue of Kang now. Mr. Onions. <laughs> but Mobius says something along the lines of the 63 uh, timelines that need pruned all at once appearing. Uh-huh. But he says, and what's he expecting us to do with that? It does. It's not pruned, but he's like sixty-three timelines are happening, and he wants us to deal. With and he says, does he expect him just to leave them this time? He's not told us. Yeah. So now I've got to wonder: is is our Loki now in a timeline where there are a bunch of Kangs that are in existence fighting, or are we going to be in a timeline where that's happened, but the Kang that's left is now going to be? Like, an absolute badass Thanos-like guy. Yeah. I don't know. Because it could I'm just, be... I'm just worried about how will Sylvie ever get back to Loki? Because if she pelted him into a different timeline, she won't know which branch he's on. Yeah. I guess maybe her 10-pad would have been linked, but we don't know if it's her 10-pad or not. I'm not sure. Because she could have very well have taken... No, it was the director's 10-pad. Right, so she'll have her own. So maybe it's linked to the branch that's related to where she'd been. Perhaps. And then we get to the, the most disappointing bit of all, is that when the show ends, there was no Mobius on a jet ski. I know. He just really wanted a jet ski. And I like to imagine that his actual life was like him and Zoolander. Just having like <laughs> crazy parties and jet skis and stuff. And then he was pruned from the timeline for doing something too stupid. And then he ended up there. Whoa. This has huge implications for the MCU. However, I feel like they showed their cards too early. Not in this guy. Like They, they showed this guy exactly the right time. But they announced that he was going to play not only this guy but also be in like Ant-Man. He would be the bad guy in Ant-Man. Which I don't know why they announced that. Why didn't they just say, just say an unspecified role? Or just say just don't say anything. And in the Doctor Strange film, don't say Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Just say Doctor Strange 2. And then perhaps at the end of this, rather than say Loki will return in season 2 or maybe have that, and also have it like melt to show like Doctor Strange 2 and then maybe the 2 melts away and it changes to Multiverse of Madness. But then if people don't watch the show, people won't know this film title. That's true, but then you can announce on the website or something like that. Like, that moment should have been like the moment in like Avengers where like Thanos was showed, it's like, oh, that's him. Like that's the guy. Like it, and there was no lead up to him being there. There was no like big fanfare like saying like Thanos is gonna appear in this film. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Which makes me also think like maybe like Kang and the multiverse are now split and this is what's like gonna be the next story going forward, but maybe he isn't actually gonna be the ultimate bad guy. I'm wondering if there's someone they're working on behind the scenes that's gonna be even badder. That's what I was thinking. Because there are a couple that it could be, but I don't know. Probably they'll definitely keep him going forward for now, but then we'll see what happens. Because I'm guessing Phase Four is just going to be this multiversal nonsense. I don't mean nonsense in a bad way. I quite like it. I quite like the idea of all this. But maybe he's like a filler bad guy until the badder bad guy arrives. Yeah, we'll see. We've got Shang Chi, then the Eternals for films, and then I think early next year. Oh no, then Spider Man at the end of the year. I'm looking forward to Spider-Man and the Shang-Chi one. 
The Eternals might be good, but we don't know much about it. I don't it. know. I'm kind of on the fence with them. I'll still watch it, but I don't know if I'll like it. We will get Jon Snow's fantastic acting. I just want to see... Um... Oh, what's her name? Salma. Salma Hayek. Yeah, I love her. She's hilarious. I don't think Salma Hayek's going to be quite as funny in this as she was in other films that she's in. If you want a film recommendation, go and see Hitman's Bodyguard 2. Hmm? Oh, and the first one. First one, but I'm assuming you've already watched that because it's amazing. Second one, just as good, but more crazy. Yeah, Anyone, anything else you want to add? Um, no, to be honest, I'm quite glad it's done. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't... It just wasn't as fun watching this one as it was watching... I honestly thought I was going to like Loki the best, then WandaVision, and I wasn't going to like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But so far, I've loved WandaVision. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is pretty good. And Loki was just kind of... Loki yeah, it was, was just kind of meh. I, I don't really fancy watching it again. I'd watch WandaVision again, but I wouldn't watch Loki again. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. If I were to watch one, I'd maybe watch the last episode again, just to get like all the little intricacies of that interaction between Loki and Kang. Mr. Onion. Mr. Onion, sorry. But yeah, so far so WandaVision's better, I think. It's not got as crazy ramifications for the rest of the MCU, but it's a much more well-constructed show, and Wanda and Vision are, well, they were much better characters in their own show than Loki was in his own show. But Loki's show wasn't really about Loki, it was about the Lokis. Yeah. Which I think was where the issue was. I actually brought this up to you. Maybe there could be two things. It could be that he's just written it badly. Sorry, three things. Maybe because he's just written it badly. But maybe it's Loki isn't a good vehicle for a show. Perhaps Loki's only really good when he is a side character. Or at least Loki that you like. I think he could have his own show, but you know how like they're theming all the Marvel things right now? So you're getting your horrors and your romantic comedies and whatnot. I don't like mystery shows like they've done it. You know, like the whole time travel ones like that. I don't like them. Never have. I can't be sure how many time travel shows I've actually watched. Oh, uh, but you know, like, um, like some are all right. Like, you know, like the, the Time Machine. It's an older film, but he's jumping about time. And that's very sort of much, you have to be aware of the effects of time and what happened to what caused it and where you'll jump to and all this. Oh, is that based on the H.G. Wells novel? Possibly. Okay, I wrote War of the Worlds. Maybe, yeah. Because if you talk about an older film, The Time Machine was an H.G. Wells novel. That'll be it then. Right. So that one, but, you know, it's like, it was an alright film, but, you know, it's got, it's got, there's something in it that just never catches my interest. But yeah, I mean, Loki season two, it depends when they set it, because they, like, it, like, obviously, if Loki season two came out now, then it'd be dealing with ramifications of what just happened. But if Loki season two comes out in four years, then... Do you think they'll make it a mystery again? Or do you think they'll change the genre? No, I don't think it will be the same kind of genre. I mean, I'm hoping Moby's is still in it. Maybe they can make it like star-crossed lover sort of thing, like Loki trying to find it, Sylvie. It possibly would be more like that. But again, we d we don't know when it will be set. And that's the big thing, because it, they'll only make season two for the story they need it to be in that point in time. That's like why WandaVision will probably not get a season two, unless WandaVision season two was like way down the line. One's vision's been resolved. I was reading a thing, because you know at the bit there's this sort of grand revelation thing that Loki says he's by, And some people were taking that as just a joke, whereas we took it as, like, it actually made sense. I actually forgot about that. That was quite a cool moment in episode three. Oh, it was just so, like, off the cuff. They never made a big deal of it. Yeah. 
But I was reading something because you know what people are like. Some people were outraged by this. And what was the comment? It was something like, it makes sense because in like actual myths about Loki, because he can kind of transform himself. He transforms into a horse at one point, but he's a female horse. And then he ends up giving birth to some sort of other horse. And I think it ends up being Odin's horse that he gave birth to as a female horse. So I think I think someone it was put a comment out and they said it, it makes sense because he's gender fluid and it means whoever he transforms into that's who he is. So it doesn't really matter to him genders and stuff. And well, gender is fluid. There you are. That's it. Yeah. So it turns out we did have things to add. But that's them all now. Anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. We've got various social medias that you can follow and you can get in touch with us through our email, all of which will be posted below. She has been Sasquatch. And he has been Turnip. Bye, everyone. Bye.